0: So I went to this uh, wedding between two dementors this weekend, and uh, when they said, you may now kiss the bride, it was like,
1: I was hoping for a more clever punchline. I thought there was like a pun coming. You had thought about this all week.
0: (laughs) It was a real soul-sucking affair, huh? No. What? What does that mean? (laughs) What do you mean, what does that mean? That's what Dementors do. I know, I get that, but what does that that have to do with the wedding? It was soul, like it was just so bad that it sucked the soul right out. It was cold. I brought a jacket. There you go. Is is that a better (laughs) punchline? You know, I'm I'm workshopping these fake ads uh, for sponsorships, and I would have had one today if I did not just have a million things that I needed to do today. But I've been workshopping it. I've been saying them in the car, driving places like a crazy person. So I hope they're funny. I should have one on our next episode. Oh god! You're so rea- now
1: you're hyping it up. Now it's just going to be disappointment next week. <laughs> well,
0: it's well, people tune into this podcast for disappointment. That's holder. true. That's true. It's kind of a staple. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp,
1: the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy.
0: Hey everybody, how you doing? They can't respond because they're just listening. Yeah, I'm doing doing good, Jimmy, I'll answer you. Well, I don't care about you, Holden, I only care about our audience. That's fair. Uh, We've got a great episode
1: for you this week featuring our review of
0: Malignant... Just kidding, Holden. You know, I hope you're doing well. I hope things are going well for you. Thanks. <laughs> I I want to be happy for you in your life.
1: Oh, thanks. I appreciate it, Jimmy. You, and you
0: know. me to you. Yes. Wow. What a wholesome start to the podcast. Enough of that. Let's let's uh let's do what we do next. <laughs> that one movie podcast. Is- Tom First Jimmy we've got to do the Toms the Toms when did we start the episodes with the Toms probably since the second episode or the third
1: maybe we even did it at the first I don't know the Toms! the Toms the Toms the Toms the Toms, the Toms. The Toms. Toms is a rapid-fire segment where we write the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to
0: it. Yes, Holden, what do we got first?
1: Okay, so first uh, we have the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Uh, The the highly anticipated question mark uh, sequel to the Matrix series of films. Uh, directed by only one of the Wachowskis is returning. I think it's Lana Wachowski. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, this trailer—it's got the hallmarks of a Matrix film. It's got Keanu Reeves. It's got green. It's got um, <laughs> <laughs> slow motion. Yeah, slow motion. Um, Cutting it, edge visual
0: cut, techniques.
1: Yeah. I. I mean, I. Th- this trailer is pretty good. I think it's a pretty. It good, is like it's a pretty good trailer. Uh, not only from the actual content of the movie, which looks awesome, the action looks great. I mean, makes me, I, <laughs> I've been apprehensive about watching two and three just because people kind of crap on those. But I kind of want to watch. And you don't those. even
0: really like the first one.
1: Yeah, so. and so I'm just. I feel like I'm setting myself up for just not a fun time. But this movie, I mean, it makes me want to watch those two. Uh, But what I was getting to is the trailer. I the way they used the song "White Rabbit" is pretty good too. That's I like that song a lot. But just the way they White Rabbit. That's the name of the song. Yeah, we love White Rabbit.
0: Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Little inside joke for me and Holden. Yeah, Um, it's a candy you can get in China. Yes, where we have both been. Um,
1: But yeah, the song is it's great. It's I mean very the, the. the purpose of the song fits the purpose of the matrix films as well too so what did you think jimmy
0: well i think it looks visually great mm-hmm. the action looks fun i think it's a great trailer because they did not reveal anything about the story and i yep. bet the story of this movie is not very good <laughs> so, <laughs> probably i uh, um, i've been hearing <laughs> i
1: i was reading things when preparing the news for this week that it might just retcon a lot from two and three Like it might just it, it's not gonna be like a Halloween twenty eighteen where they just ignore it, but they might just get rid of a lot of the stuff that people don't like.
0: It's just oh, that was a weird dream that I had. (laughs) Um, Well, I've only seen the first one too, but I liked it because I'm a human. Yeah. And I took the red pill, whatever the one you are supposed to take. Yeah, that's. I watched it sometime in the last two years. Uh, We were doing this podcast, right? I only remember really liking it that's about all that I remember and the the action sequences towards the end but I need to rewatch that and I guess the other two but I just I'm not excited to I just feel obligated at this point yeah
1: well I I mean I'm gonna try to not do what I did with the Fast and Furious movies and not just watch them the night before this comes out but if I just watch maybe if I just watch like Reloaded in the next week or two and then like Revoli- revolutions or whatever the third one is called. Watch that just a few a couple months down the line. Maybe well, that'll be okay.
0: We could we could potentially do it in one of our gap weeks. Oh that's
1: up. true that's true.
0: And right before the October mayhem because <laughs> <laughs> once October hits we're just we're buckled up and we're going 90 until we uh, hit the end of the year yeah, I guess. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, yeah no I think uh. The action looks cool, I guess. It makes me feel I'm omgla- obligated to watch the other ones, which are on HBO. They were. Maybe they still are. I don't know. Be a good time to have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um. yeah. I, so, I guess it does its job. I didn't think people... It, I This is just a movie I assumed was going to be bad, because the other two are not great, or at least three is not good, from what I hear, having not seen it. But uh, the internet seems to be pretty excited about this, but again, they really didn't show any story details, yeah. <laughs> which is my major concern. But at least it looks cool.
1: Um, they have uh, what's his name from the new Candyman as the new Morpheus. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen the second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is a coming back I I don't really understand that if I I don't think there was any conflict or anything maybe I don't know it's probably something story related Um, yeah got Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves returning newcomers Neil Patrick Harris and Jessica Henwick yeah
0: yeah we'll cool. see I'll give it a Bergeron
1: yeah Bergeron for me too I, I will say I was more impressed with it than I thought I would be so
0: I was yeah it looked better than I
1: thought yeah I agree uh next up on news um
0: let's see uh Halloween we got a well, we got that other train oh yeah yeah, yeah let's do that Jake Hall The Guilty based on I think it's a Swedish film maybe it's not it's something Scandinavian European yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Guilty it's it's a foreign film that. It's kind of the most of the movie takes place in a 911 call center. And I think someone's been kidnapped and they're trying to communicate with the call center person these clues to it's kind of Danish. Yeah, Danish, Danish, Sweden. What's the difference? Am I right? (laughs) Uh, Just Danish, ah, Denmark, as people say. It's where Lego comes from, so yeah. I wonder if the it, it ends with just the person running into the Lego. Uh, I house. highly doubt it. Um, but this is a remake of that, which I started watching the Danish version, but I and I thought it was good. I just it was back in college, and I just was tired, and I uh, went to bed, and I just never finished it. So ringing endorsement for <laughs> me, but this new Americanized version uh, has Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's either it's. Produced or directed by Nick Pizzolatto, who uh, who is of True Detective he's, fame. He's
1: writing it. Written. Okay. He did, he's not it. directing it.
0: So um, yes, True Detective fame, uh, season one, of course, being considered one of the greatest seasons of television of all time. So I'm gonna give it a broka because I think it looks interesting, and apparently the Danish one is really good.
1: Yeah, I I'm kind of into. These, I think the whole concept of having a movie of basically just a guy talking on a phone is interesting. I watched Locke recently with Tom Hardy, which is basically that. It's just him talking on, he's driving and talking on a phone the whole movie. I think it's interesting that, like, this cast, I mean, you have Jake Gyllenhaal, but then you have, like, Ethan Hawke, I assume, is one of the voices, and some, and a couple other, uh, Riley Keough, uh, who's, uh, she's another good stuff uh yeah i don't know you've got these other su- pretty famous people that are just probably going to be mostly voices but yeah, that's cool
0: aren't most famous people mostly voices
1: no you've <laughs> got a whole body what are you, what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm giving yeah
0: i was just testing you holden oh, you f- passed yeah good job thank you uh i'll give this a brokaw Looks cool. Yeah, there we go. I I just like Jake Gyllenhaal, too. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, Okay, so for next news, apparently Halloween
1: Kills is going to be releasing on Peacock the same day as it is in theaters. I'm still just going to go see it in theaters because I don't want to pay for Peacock Premium.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Well, how much is it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I... I'd, yeah, I'd, I would rather just... It depends on the convenience factor for me. Yeah. Like if I can't see it at night sometime, and I just I need to fit it in sometime that weekend, maybe I'll have to go the Peacock route. But Peaco- it, I'd rather go to see it in theater.
1: Yeah, Peacock is kind of weird too. I've had issues, at least when I've used it, where it just the subtitles don't work. I love watching movies with subtitles. Uh, if I have to, if I watch. No, then what home. are
0: you gonna go to the theater for?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> if I watch it on Peacock, it doesn't have that extra benefit. So, why not just go to the theater and watch it?
0: Yeah, you'll be really missing out on the Michael Myers. Where it just says heavy breathing. Subtitles. <laughs> heavy breathing. Yeah. Heavy not going to kill this baby. Um, breathing. So, Bergeron, I guess. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm going to just say. Bombadil, because just release things in theaters so I don't have to make that choice to get Peacock. Yeah. Stop making my life harder by
1: (laughs) possibly making it more convenient. Stop
0: slightly conveniencing me. Yeah. And and don't do that so I can just not have the decision to make and I just can support theaters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, A couple release date things. Uh, The live action Little Mermaid
1: is releasing May 26th, 2023. Can't wait. Wow.
0: Uh, yep, year and a half. It's away. gonna be a whole new world after that. It really is. If it's if that, it's worse than mediocre, we can call it under the sea, as in like a a C grade. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, I
0: didn't get that, but now I get it. It was it was bad. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have gotten it unless I explained it. Um, also, Mad
1: Max Furioso was delayed another year. So it's it was coming out in 2023, but now it's coming out 2024.
0: Um, I like how they already have delayed. I know. <laughs> I was like, what? It's, it was already two years away. Like You could just wait a, a, two years and then delay it or a year. Or just, just don't, don't
1: announce know. when it's coming out until you have more of it completed. I don't know. Because <laughs> obviously they haven't even like filmed it if it's that far out.
0: Um, That's my thing, too. It's like we get these, like, release dates for things. Just be super vague with them. Yeah, Really, like, you know, God of War Ragnarok. They're like 2021, which is vague, but then also was very unrealistic from the beginning. Now they just say 2022. I don't think we have a date for that, do we? I I mean, we'll get into it later, but
1: uh the other thing i wanted to mention about that though is apparently george miller uh cast anya taylor joy as the young furiosa in this new movie after he saw an earlier cut of last night in soho and was really impressed with her so that's cool
0: wow george miller what a genius figuring out that anya taylor joy is a good actress (laughs) what mind that he has
1: incredible
0: i don't i don't know him at all but uh I, not to I mean, be condescending, he made, but I just think it's funny. Like every, like everybody knows she's a great actress. He made the Mad Max films and the
1: Happy Feet films, so quite a quite. There a are multiple Happy There's Feet. There's two Happy Feet. Also, he made oh Babe's Two Pig in the City, which is a masterpiece,
0: which I haven't seen, but it's on HBO. I, you I should 100
1: percent see it. I, it's it's it is a fever dream of a movie.
0: It is. Is it as wild as a malignant? Okay.
1: <laughs> I think it's weird. I think it's wild from the perspective of you expect going in that it's just like a talking animal movie and there's just, there's so much going on. There's like dog prostitutes. It's
0: weird. Is there Marxism?
1: I feel like there's a lot of weird like economic themes in the movie actually. Sweet,
0: I'm in. (laughs) I want a Marxist pig movie. Make it happen. There we go. Looking at you Spielberg.
1: Um. Next up, uh, the Bob's Burgers movies coming out May twenty seventh of next year. Have you
0: forgot that was the thing? Yeah. Um. Eh, cool. I'm, I'm not going to it, Holden, unless it's no, really good. No, that's
1: fine. <laughs> Have you even watched Bob's Burgers?
0: I watched like the two episodes we watched together in a hotel on a band tour, and I did not think it was funny at all. Yeah. I mean, but maybe it was just the two episodes. Could be. So. I mean,
1: I th- it's it's not my favorite show. I'll probably. Eh, I don't know if I'll go to theaters for it. I'll watch it when it's on like Netflix or something. Um. Yeah. And then. Uh. So Disney is apparently now committing to theaters. A uh, theater only releases for their six remaining 2021 releases after the success of of Shang Chi. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to worry <laughs> so about any of those Disney Premier Access things for the rest of the year, at least.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, Scarlet Giants and um and Pixar animators who just got screwed over by Disney. But uh, whatever. <laughs> I I guess that's good news that they're not gonna screw any more people over. Yeah, the the they've kind of learned their lesson, I think.
1: Um, but um, I conf-
0: I mean, I guess they they. I don't know. It's hard because on the one hand, it's like some people really want to see these movies but don't want to go out because COVID cases are up. And yeah, then, and that's and true too. Dis- you know, Disney can't just sit on these movies forever from an economic standpoint, but then they can't be screwing over people if they, they, they got to renegotiate some of these deals or something to, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of different sides to it. And uh, a lot of it is just these lose-lose situations, unfortunately. So I think coronavirus should go away, in my opinion. It's a hot take, but I think it should yeah, just go away. And we don't like coronavirus
1: on this podcast. Do not endorse... Um, I have
0: given it a Thomas two thumbs down Bombadil and I stand by it yeah same
1: here um, I had actually forgotten when I was like six movies what do they have left coming out this year I had forgotten that technically they own the last duel <laughs> so <laughs> that that is uh that, that is counted among their six
0: the closer we get to that movie the more I think it's gonna be bad it's uh, it's
1: getting like okay reviews is it
0: okay yeah i think
1: it premiered at like the venice film festival or something oh yeah so
0: tiff's going on this week i think so yeah
1: maybe it premiered at tiff i can't remember we'll get
0: more reviews probably for june in last night in soho yeah
1: so we'll see last duel maybe it'll be okay maybe it'll be really boring um disney theatrical releases i'll give it a brokaw all right i'll go bergeron okay Um, this was interesting. Apparently Fandango and AMC have listed Venom 2 as only being 90 minutes long.
0: Venom 2. Good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, less time spent watching that movie, the better.
0: I'm just saying The Guilty also comes out that weekend on Netflix. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, we are not skipping (laughs) Venom. We can do both (laughs) if we really want,
1: but we're not skipping oh, we gotta yeah. do venom
0: um we gotta see good old cletus yeah Woody
1: uh this is probably the coolest bit of news this week uh there was a little bit of inf- venom's
0: only 90 minutes Broca.
1: yeah Broca. uh there's a little bit coming out about christopher nolan's new movie yeah. um so it's going to be another world war ii film it's apparently going to <laughs> it's, it's,
0: i heard it's going to be a blast <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's apparently going to focus on j robert oppenheimer and his involvement in making the atomic bomb uh killian murphy <laughs> is rumored to appear what a surprise um and he they're they're shopping the movie around to different uh companies because of that like Warner Bros fallout he had last year so he's no longer with them. He's trying to find Can't his- wait
0: until he Netflix is like his highest bidder. Yeah. <laughs> and Christopher Nolan comes out with a Netflix movie.
1: And then he has to like act enthusiastic about it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. This What's interesting to me about this is this movie just doesn't seem like a Christopher Nolan movie. The story.
0: I don't know. The development of the atomic bomb?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean...
0: Yeah, I guess there's going to be talking in it. So that doesn't really... <laughs> Does it... Well, no, it's something that's really complicated where people are going to murmur about it. There's going to be a lot of explanation...
1: But it just—I I guess aside from when, like, I assume there's going to be like testing scenes of the bomb and stuff, and
0: like, he's like that, like I that'll be do it practically. interesting. But I wanted to do it practically, so we we <laughs> we dropped atomic bombs on on actual cities, and <laughs> and we really wanted to get that. Realistic effect. It has to be in camera. You can't replicate these things <laughs> in CGI. So we we went out and we murdered a hundred, hundreds of thousands of people,
1: but it was all in the name of art. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's it's different for him, which is cool, I guess. I, I mean, is it though?
0: I mean, is it different? I mean, it's a drama where it people are gonna just whisper, mutter under their breath about complex ideas. Well, I guess for me and then it's then there's just, gonna be some bleak imagery <laughs> and on Zimmer will have some sort of score and, and then that's the movie. Well I guess so, I guess like I my
1: thought is that sure there's a lot of mumbling and stuff, but it's not I don't know, it's just like a walking and talking movie. And it's not even like a like a thriller like I mean I like memento or the prestige or something like that like it's it's just kind of it just sounds like a an average drama I don't know
0: I'm guessing this will be like a character study of Oppenheimer and I would imagine part of it's going to take place after the bombings and yeah that's true how do you like how how do you go on with your life knowing that you created this device that led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people i really
1: don't know anything about oppenheimer so i guess i'm kind of interested but
0: he makes great popcorn
1: (laughs) that is what i thought initially when i saw that
0: name he's making a movie about orville Redenbacher. Uh, incredible (laughs) Uh, uh i don't know uh bergeron for me whatever I'm gonna go Bergeron too because I I do like his original stuff more but maybe this will be a nice dramatic change of pace just a melancholy Christopher Nolan film where he'll be on set wearing his his staple jacket that he wears and his hair will be all you know waxed over and he's like oh yes it's so dreary
1: Mm. I like his original stuff more when it isn't Tenet so yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and then my final piece of news before we get to the the big thing is uh, previously said that Netflix is working on a Pokemon show apparently they're also making a Pokemon movie uh, none of this is going to be in continuity with Detective Pikachu but apparently it's going to retain still a similar visual style with that cutesy live action stuff
0: so they're making a lot more Pokemon a lot
1: more Pokemon
0: Pokemon yeah as long as <coughs> if there's no guy saying Pokemon, then it's a bummer. Yeah, we if need we need at least one Pokemon. British man.
1: It, maybe as the narrator, I'd be okay with there being a narrator, and it's just a British man saying Pokemon. Oh, the Pokemon! <laughs> All in the world of
0: Pokemon. That, that was a good one. I would still say that's the best video game movie. I think so too. I stand by it.
1: I, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of people saying Sonic. I think Detective Pikachu is better, though. It's, Sonic's not that good.
0: Let's not get carried away. It's just not awful. <laughs> yeah,
1: it just happened to be, like, the last movie you saw before the pandemic hit. Like, calm down.
0: <laughs> they changed the design. They didn't make it a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, settle down, everybody. Um, uh,
1: Pokemon on Netflix Uh, bro, Because I'm a Pokemon fan.
0: Yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron because I probably won't watch it.
1: Uh, oh, I guess I did write down the boys season three f- wrapped filming. So that's yes. exciting. Broke up. Broke up. Okay. to the big thing that happened this week.
0: Are we shifting into our Togba. that one gaming pod? Yes. That one gaming podcast. Put on your that one gaming podcast app. Yep. Right here. <coughs> talk. Here we go.
1: Um, yeah. So we had the PlayStation showcase. We mentioned it last week that we were going to talk about it. Here we are. And, uh, boy, what a showcase it was.
0: Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> is We saw some new footage. Incredible. It's, looks the same. Yeah, it claims it to have not, some
1: new stuff, but it just seemed to have the same stuff in it.
0: <laughs> if it does not run on 60 frames per second, I have no idea why anybody would... Would buy this? I don't. And I guess they just want to keep I don't even GTA. Know. I, I online. don't know why anyone would
1: buy it anyway. Like it's you've you've probably already bought it at least once. Just play that version.
0: Well, if it runs at like sixty frames per second at a, a higher frame rate, I mean, it never got a pro update or anything. I mean, it was like, did it not get early. to
1: sixty on the like PS4 version?
0: No, I don't really. Think so. I think it just runs at a higher resolution.
1: Oh, okay. I guess I just assumed since that was a next no, gen well, release... the game-
0: no, the gameplay trailer they just showed didn't even run at 60 so I'm like if this game does not run at 60 frames per second on the PlayStation 5 I why would you upgrade <laughs> yeah so I'm that, giving that a
1: Bergeron I'm giving it a Bombadil because just shut up about it already that was actually like the only game I didn't write down so I guess we're just gonna briefly mention everything that was talked about <laughs> oh great Um. so it started out uh, I watched the whole thing live I uh, managed to be able. I uh, managed to be able to watch it. Uh, started out with the Knights of the Old Republic remake announcement. Yeah. Um. Not really anything was shown aside from a logo and like the main villain from the game, just showing off his his updated visual fidelity. Um. Mm-hmm. Cool though. I mean, I know I don't think it's a game I'll ever play because it's basically like Mass Effect but earlier because it's made by the same company. Um and so that doesn't really interest me but apparently the story... Is Mass
0: Effect turn-based? No. Okay, isn't Kotar turn-based?
1: It might be. I guess I was more of talking about like the outside of combat stuff. I know Kotor's like it had like the Mass Effect dialogue and like choices and stuff. Yeah. Um... But I mean, apparently the story in those games are really good. So, I, I mean, if you really want a good Star Wars story in a video game, I don't think you can get much better than that. Um, Yeah, so uh, Brokaw for me? I'll
0: give it a Brokaw. I mean, if we get updated gameplay, I'm not super into a turn-based system personally. Yeah, update it like Final um, Fantasy did. Do something like yeah, that. Yeah, that I think that was a good good hybrid of that stuff so yeah if they do something like that i mean final fantasy is a perfect model for it so i'd love to see it yeah because i i missed out on those i think i own and played part of one of them but it was kind of old when i got it like (laughs) like eight years ago so um i think i own one of them on steam at least so yeah but i would you know update it and uh with the, the gameplay and the keep the story and that'd be awesome so yeah brokaw Broca. Uh, this
1: one I don't think you'll necessarily care about uh, but it is Project Eve um, it's like a hack and slash game um, to me it just it doesn't uh, like I like hack and slash games but to me it just looks kind of generic it, it just looks like a, like a mix of Bayonetta and like Nier Automata and, stu- and it doesn't really look like it has any original ideas I don't know I mean it might be great Because lots of these games are, but I don't know.
0: uh (laughs) I thought the character model was a little problematic. Personally, I was like, "We're still doing this in 2021." (laughs) I guess that the Um, character model
1: is why I thought Bayonetta, because Bayonetta is the same way.
0: It just looks like a game that should have come out in like 2003. that's all i'll say about it It did not look interesting to me at all
1: yeah i it's not something i'm gonna look forward to unless it gets really good reviews or something Um, oh yeah holden whatever (laughs) (laughs) i do like hack and slash games
0: i'll give it a bergeron hack and slash is that what they call it nowadays huh
1: yep that is the genre
0: (laughs) yeah uh, I think you'll be doing some sort of other hack and slash while you're playing that game yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> all right I th- what's I th- the next one. I think this was the next one uh
1: Forspoken did you see this
0: yeah that one well I mean I'll watch the whole thing yeah okay so.
1: this one was I had, had they announced it previously
0: yeah well they, they've showed a couple it, it was like some sort of project something oh, at first okay. and then they said it was forespoken last time and then this time they've actually given us a little bit more of the story which is really weird (laughs) it's weird the gameplay looks cool i like it
1: i in terms of like the fight it is kind of like a third person action type game which you know sony doesn't have any shortage of those but um
0: it also my favorite type of game. So,
1: but the powers and everything in it—it it looks like there's a wide variety of like magic or some sort of superpowers you get in it. Um, it looks fun to use, fun to uh, lots of navigation options. The story is is very weird, um, but I don't know. It it looks like it could be really cool. Um,
0: I we'll see. I mean, she's got a talking gauntlet thing so i don't know we'll find yeah, out in the
1: i think um i think the gauntlet is i i didn't actually look this up but i what i heard i think it's voiced by Stephen merchant it sounds like british comedian who previous video game best known role is the wheatley the talking orb in portal 2 who is the best character in that game uh, but he was also in Jojo Rabbit and The British Office. He's a he's a pretty famous British comedian.
0: Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Bergeron because, like you said, traversal gameplay looks cool. But that I was like, I don't know about this story. <laughs> They're swinging for the fences, but we'll yeah, see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It could be really cool. Um, I think I'll give it a Broca because it was probably the biggest. I I mean I was I think it was the game that I was genuinely just the most surprised by and like the fact that not a lot of people seem to be talking about it I was like oh I think it looks cool um got uh, it was like rumored last week I think but got confirmation of an, a remaster of Alan Wake which sucks because i just played it i i kind of want to replay <laughs> <laughs> i i kind of want to replay it uh because it, it's running at 60 it looks pretty good and i did have a lot of fun with it i just i i guess i don't know what the price point on it is gonna be
0: but you really liked it i huh? did
1: really like it yeah i think it uh, story's pretty good uh, the combat is fun and the whole world is, is pretty cool
0: yeah i uh, not to skip. Over all of your other things I had in the in the showcase, but I mean the biggest surprise of the showcase was the Wolverine announcement. I mean, where did that came from? No. Well, yeah, and, yeah. Wolverine was the Insomniacs doing it too. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What are they doing there? Like do they just? I mean, I hope they don't have horrible crunch culture, but they. I feel like they their output to, is which inc- isn't good. Their output is incredible. Yeah.
1: I mean, Insomniac just i mean you got miles morales last year just came out with a new ratchet and clank this year and now they've got wolverine which i mean wolverine was just a it was just a little teaser announcement it wasn't really much of anything um, no but i mean like it
0: that the just the fact that they're working yeah. on
1: it i i mean I think that's cool. Um, I, I think Wolverine will lend itself to a more, I mean, I was just talking about hack and slash games, but I think Wolverine would be perfect for one of those types of games. Um, M rated has to be M rated. Uh, you're not going to make an Wolverine game and not make it M rated like this. I, I, this needs to be like a violent game <laughs> just fits the character the most. Um, but, I mean, I guess there's not much to say about what little we've seen of it.
0: Yeah, I was just like, because I was like, oh, this is Spider-Man, huh? How is this relating to Spider-Man? And just, <laughs> it just was Wolverine. Yeah. it was like, oh, Marvel, Insomniac, PlayStation Studios, and oh, it's Wolverine. What? Yeah, we can, Are we going to see Spider-Man? We can mention and Spider-Man
1: we, we uh, was officially confirmed and shown. I mean, it was just another CG trailer. Um but yeah. you got you got Peter and Miles fighting beating up some bad guys doing some combo moves. I bet there's going to be a lot of that in this next one. Um
0: I they hope did, so like Arkham Knight did. Those were fun. Yeah,
1: they did uh, they seemingly confirmed that it's not going to be co-op at all. So it's just going to be single yes, player. Yes, thank goodness yeah.
0: cuz I I don't I don't have friends, so <laughs> I don't know what
1: I'd do. <laughs> um yeah, I think Insomniac said something about like we're excited for this new single-player experience. I'm like, all right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so the trailer um, there's like a voiceover which people seem to think is Craven the Hunter. I guess that would make sense because it's kind of like a vague. Oh, it's kind of like a vaguely like Russian. <laughs> the, like siberian accent of some sort i was
0: trying to figure out who it was yeah but and, i mean I, I haven't watched anything about breaking down this stuff so
1: i i think it makes sense because it's talking about like a guy who's like i've never met met someone who's a match for me and that's like craven's whole deal is that spider-man's like the only worthy hunt he's gone on i was like taskmaster yeah <laughs> uh, are you back <laughs> um and so that's cool. I mean, Craven's a, an interesting villain. Uh, but then you have Venom at the end of the trailer too, voiced by yeah, Candyman, Tony Todd. Yeah,
0: which was a surprise to say the least. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, Venom has been teased through the the first Spider-Man game and, and Miles Morales too. The yeah. post credits there, um, as as well, I guess. I won't spoil anything more, I guess. Mm-hmm. But just the the changes that they're implying for this character as to who the identity is, it's going to make this game very interesting, I think.
1: I think it makes... And yeah, I think it's a better route than if it was just Eddie Eddie Brock.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it should be real-life Tom Hardy. <laughs> just so, like, well, I'm in a video game. Oh, I'm Venom. What? <laughs> uh well it it makes it how am I gonna act in my movies I
1: I'm interested because I mean I guess now that we have the Venom movie like Venom doesn't necessarily have to be tied to like Spider-Man's powers but I kind of like the whole arc of like Spider-Man with the symbiote a little bit
0: I think we will get a black suit Spider-Man sort of deal I
1: could see it and then have like Miles fight Peter when Peter goes too far or something (laughs) yeah I I can
0: see that um, and, uh, what was I going to say? It'll be interesting. Is Venom going to be maybe more, you know, a, could he be more of a hero in this because of this other, I mean, because maybe of the, his actual identity, maybe it's, there's an arc. Yeah. He will, he will become an ally towards the end. It's interesting. Or he might just be a villain. I mean, it, it's really unclear and there's still like, uh, I mean, there's, they're still building up another villain. Yeah. Uh with the Norman Osborn that we may or may not see in Spider-Man 2. So I'm I'm just really interested and I also the fact that they called it Spider-Man 2 is going to complicate a lot of Google searches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I I'm very excited for this. Um I am too. I think it's I mean they really knocked the first one out of the park. I'd love to see what they do with single player co-op. I th- hope they take a page from Arkham Knight. I mean, they really heavily based their combat system on Arkham and Ratchet and Clank to begin with as like a hybrid. So I would like to see them just kind of use that co-op from Arkham Knight yeah. as a as a kind of a template to build from.
1: Um, other things, um, I don't care. I'll give that a Brokaw. Yeah, bro-ca. So, Yeah, I don't care about this, but apparently it's been highly anticipated. Gran Turismo 7.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a racing sim guy, so yeah, I'm not either. I mean, it, people it, are it's, excited about ray tracing. It's
1: PlayStation's Forza, and I mean the Gran Turismo games were really popular. I'm kind of surprised. I don't know why the PS4 never got one. I think it did. Did it? Are you did sure? Not? I don't think it did.
0: Almost positive there was one on, but I, I don't know. Maybe it did. It's so. been quite
1: a while since there was one. Regardless. Um, and with how popular Forza's been, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't been pushing more of these. But
0: that's just a different beast altogether. Those racing yeah, sims I don't know and, anything about them. Yeah,
1: uh, broke off for yeah, the fans.
0: Holden's got a whole cage in his room with the the, the steering wheel controller.
1: I, I do not know. <laughs> um, Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy are being remastered. They look
0: the same. They look the same, but it runs at 60 frames per second. So Why is it not just a patch? So then they can sell it. <laughs> uh, I, I the, the lack of consistency from PlayStation is annoying here. Yeah. Is it going to... And they, they have no... Uh, I heard some people complaining that they didn't... They opened... They didn't answer questions proactively that they should have answered. Like, they didn't say... Is this gonna cost? Like they implied, it's gonna cost money, but they didn't say how much it's gonna cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't say what the upgrades were. I mean, sixty frames per second. Apparently, the resolution is just the same from the PS4 Pro <laughs> version. Um, I'm guessing they'll just bump the shadow quality and like ambient occlusion settings. Maybe. I mean, it would be hard to integrate any sort of ray tracing. I would guess, but it seems like they're releasing it on pc and they just wanted to milk the uncharted cow a little bit more yeah i just don't maybe because the game is older they felt they didn't but they gave us a horizon patch so i just am so
1: i just don't i just like lack of bucks consistency. on this if there's nothing if it's just like upgraded shadows i don't want to spend 40 bucks on that
0: well it'll be 60 frames per second which will be a game changer for uncharted but wasn't 4, it and Mossa, wasn't it see. on ps4
1: pro 60 frames per second
0: no, man, I thought it, it was. was just a, no, it's a resolution bump. Oh, okay. Um, no, that we have not had, there's no addition of Uncharted 4 or Lost Legacy that runs at 60 frames per second hmm. until now. Oh, well, um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't like, unless they're remaking it, you know, there's what you don't, it's not like they made higher resolution textures because they didn't develop it for PC, but now they are so I don't see them like making higher resolution stuff I just it just seems like a remaster for something you made as an exclusive five years ago doesn't make sense to me No, seems like it should be a PC release and then a patch for the PS5 which is what they did with Horizon which was free yeah so (laughs) and but then you had like uh Ghost of Tsushima cost ten dollars for that upgrade. Last of Us Part Two was free. Uh, was the um, Death Stranding PS5 version? That was probably yeah, paid, that was extra. right. That was
1: another director's cut, so I bet that
0: cost extra. But did that have a PS5 upgrade? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's, that's just a like, PS5 upgrade. Well, and then there was a Ghost of Tsushima patch for PS5 that was free. So it was like there was a paid one and a free one, yeah. and it's like what what are we doing like there just doesn't seem to be a lot of planning um i don't get me wrong i'm super excited to be able to play a 60 frames per second version of these two games at some point because i really do like them i mean uncharted 4 is arguably my favorite game of all time up there with the last of us and, and ghost of tsushima so it's like and now i would say god of war as well but i i just just like i'm just so confused at the lack of consistency
1: I'll probably just, so. I don't know, I'll probably get it when it's, like, free on, on PlayStation sale. Plus or something. I don't know. I'll
0: get it, I'll buy it for $10 someday.
1: Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not buying this new.
0: But I'm not complaining that we're getting something, because I would love to get an Arkham Knight patch, and that's just never going to happen. No. Nope. So.
1: Okay. Um. Honest. I kind of want to give that a Bombadil. I don't like that they're going to probably charge money for
0: it. Well, what if it's $10 though? You <laughs> know, like they just haven't well, said what I it mean, is. I
1: mean, I I guess. I don't think I'm I don't guessing think it's, it's going to be, be $40. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's $40, too.
0: But I would think it would be on sale within a few months. I oh, will see. I'm sure within six months you'll get it for half off.
1: I'm still going to give it a Bombadil because I don't want to think about buying it again.
0: I'm going to give it a Bergeron. The beauty of it, Holden, is you don't have to buy it again. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Probably not. Um, Okay, Ghostwire Tokyo uh, still looks cool. Uh, There's no release date. I thought it was supposed to come out this fall, but there was no release date in the trailer, so we'll see. That's a game I keep forgetting about, and then whenever I see a trailer for it, I'm like, hey, that that does still look pretty cool.
0: (laughs) We'll see. I I mean, I'll go Bergeron. I I would love to... uh, Is that a Sony exclusive or is that?
1: Yeah, or it's timed because it's like it's made by one of Bethesda's studios, but it was made before Bethesda was bought by Microsoft. So I okay. think it's a timed for PlayStation. Alrighty. Um. Yeah, there was stuff for Death Loop. <laughs> that's coming out which, in like a week why?
0: <laughs> i was like why are we seeing deathloop i literally stuff? We've i already seen deathloop
1: yeah i i didn't watch it because i feel like we've which, seen the uh, entire to be fair game.
0: to be fair it looks like a great like it yeah. looks like a fun game that i eventually will probably want to get especially if it's reviewed well yeah which I, I think people are liking it and i think the idea of it looks cool so but it's we, it comes out in a week <laughs> like i mean like i'm definitely excited just,
1: for it but it, like that whole presentation part i'm like okay i've seen so many trailers for this i'm just not gonna watch this so i like turned away i just don't yeah need to know i anymore, i kind of
0: it. phoned out i i think i've just phoned out during that part
1: um but then the last thing um i believe that this is the last thing uh it was god yeah. of war ragnarok showed off some gameplay which play. was yeah um showed off some story stuff. Um supposedly this is the last Norse last North, <laughs> Norse mythology mm. one.
0: Yeah, which I was like surprised yeah. cuz it was I think it was like a developer interview later who they said they were like they really wanted to wrap up that Norse story well in this game or something like something implying that this was the last of the Norse games which surprised me because i just naturally i thought it was going to be a trilogy i'm like what do you do after ragnarok uh but i mean um, if they
1: feel like that's the best place to end it then i'm fine with that i respect their decision i yeah i i i I think that'll make this a i i guess a more exciting game from like a god fighting perspective because you'll probably end up fighting several uh yeah I would just imagine
0: that this I would just imagine that this game is going to be huge yeah um I mean the first the 2018 version is fairly substantial for what it is Mm -hmm. a a single player narrative based game semi-open world um I guess open world but uh yeah I I uh I'm really excited about it I think uh the story story story-wise it really seems to connect well with the first one i mean atreus is a little bit older there's some things that need to be um acknowledged from the first one in this in terms of the story um i won't spoil anything got, uh but got
1: the guy who's the head who's a funny character
0: yeah Mamir. am um yeah i just it and i just i can't believe it's a cross-gen title because it looks pretty great mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's lacking some of the newer technology in terms of like a ratchet and clank rift apart mm. but it still is leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of the other things we saw that were ps5 ex- or <laughs> next gen exclusives so it looks it looks really good um i'm ex- i'm really excited for it and uh it looks just like a more vibrant world and yeah
1: gameplay wise it looks like more of the same but there's just extra stuff i mean you still you still got the the axe and the uh chains of olympus and it looks like there's some extra moves and stuff the blades of
0: the blades of chaos oh yeah Uh, blades of chaos uh, i'm interested to see how atreus Works in this game because in the first one he he does like uh, arrows and runic summon mm-hmm. attacks and stuff and he's a great companion to have one of the one of the really well integrated into the game I'm I'm interested I would would imagine that's where we could see uh, quite a bit of change from the first one since he's older um, I'm i I'm gonna guess that at some point we will play as Atreus that's just mm-hmm. complete speculation uh, but. Um, yeah I, th- I mean the the story of the first game is so strong, and I think it's gonna be a quite a big epic in the second one and then I would love to see them go to egypt afterwards, yeah but, uh, just if we get more yeah, which there's I hope a we ton do.
1: of there's still quite a few different type, like gods you could do so and other other mythologies, so plenty of places for the series to go, but yeah egypt I think is probably the logical next step
0: and there was a uh Shrine, that since I'm replaying God of War now, this is all fresh in my mind. But there was a shrine in the f- the first game where it's different symbols for war, and one of them was from Egypt. So I'm just throwing it out there. I hope it happens. Cause oh yeah, it'd be really the, cool.
1: The trailer had the Norse God of War in it. Whoever yeah. that tall guy was is apparently the Norse God of War.
0: Tear, tear. Yeah, I think that's right who is kind of this mythical character from the first game, which I'm glad I'm replaying it now. Otherwise, I'd have been like, who the heck is that guy? I
1: definitely didn't know, so I had to look it up who it was.
0: Yeah, so... uh, Looks like uh,
1: Freya's still angry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, which from plot points of the first one. Um, So, yeah, if you haven't played God of War 2018, uh, get on it uh, because uh, it'll be worthwhile to play that before this one. And uh, I'm really excited. No release date. Uh, it was supposed to come out this year, and we have no release date for any time soon. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, take their time. Don't crunch, please, and make a great game. Yep. So yeah, that's. Uh, I'll give it a Brokaw, by the way.
1: Brokaw for me as well.
0: Thomas, two thumbs up, Brokaw. Yes. I'm excited for it. That was. I was. That was the thing I was looking most forward to, and I think it delivered for me. Yeah, it was very personally, good. Personally, even though we didn't see that much.
1: Yeah.
0: Overall. Um, on this on this uh, this showcase is
1: really good uh i i thought it was awesome honestly one of the better ones of these like online showcases in a while um i mean playstation didn't really have anything to show around the e3 time like everyone else did but i think they waited until they had stuff to show which worked in their favor
0: i think it was a decent showcase I think the first half, I really wasn't interested in that much, other than Knights of the Old Republic, I think. Uh, There wasn't a lot of gameplay, I think, that's been a major criticism of, it's just all trailers, really, which I'm fine with, because I play games more for the story, I'm a story first person than a gameplay, like, uh, I mean, I love it when they have both, but For me i'm more like the story isn't good i don't the gameplay most of the games are i play are story based so i'll just say that um so Uh, i'm okay more fine with that yeah like (laughs) fifa which i don't play that i i haven't played that as much but um yeah so yeah i i thought overall it was decent some people thought it was bad but i would not say it was bad because there's so many games i'm excited for and i I thought it was a little bit more so
1: i honestly this gets a thomas two thumbs up broke off for me i thought this was an awesome showcase i think i've just been pretty disappointed with like a lot of nintendo's showings when they do these and a lot of even sony's former ones this one was probably the most excited i've been for one in a while
0: yeah you just want to play that project eve game <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah okay all right that uh, let's uh let's be done with Tog and the toms this week yes and let's let's talk about Malignant. Malignant.
1: Yeah, so Malignant, uh James Wan's
0: newest film. Non-spoiler review. Non-spoiler so review. Don't worry, we won't spoil yeah. anything here. Um, I don't know how much we'll be able to talk about, <laughs> but uh <laughs> We won't spoil it. Uh, once we do get to spoilers, time codes are in the description, so you can skip over that in case you do not want to have James Wan's *Malignant*, which is available on HBO Max and in theaters. Spoiled for you. Yeah. All right. Hold on. What What is What is *Malignant* all about?
1: Uh, *Malignant*. So, I'm I'm trying to approach this from how the trailer presents it. Um, it's a woman who seems to be having these visions. Um, of like murders or uh, like a killer, um, and she's like witnessing murders as they're happening, um, and she's not sure how this is happening, and she's very very confused, um, and so it's a whole mystery about this killer, and is, is yeah it, a it ghost? seems to be like is a it,
0: demonic is, entity yeah. of some sort,
1: yeah, um. Yeah, I, I didn't like this movie, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> I, so here's my take on this movie. I thought the first two acts were laughably bad, and then I thought the last act was wildly entertaining in a way that was completely unexpected. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, I agree. The last act is pretty entertaining.
0: <laughs> like, I was, I, was like, oh, this is it, rough, and then the last act i just had so much fun with (laughs) that i i i'm so torn because i'm right in the middle i'm like was that worth it to sit through the first two thirds which were bad just to see the last act and i think it was actually and it's so different from anything i've seen that i like want to recommend it to people but i don't know who i'd recommend it (laughs) i see i even though i
1: do love that last act i just i did not find it worth it for me because i yeah i just think the first two acts are so nothing i mean they're yeah they're they're not good but i also just found it boring i feel like it 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 felt very it treads water a lot for a movie that i mean i guess it's it is like two hours so uh, but, it, like, for this, like, mystery, this paranormal, like, thing that they're trying to figure out, it just feels like they they cover a lot of the same ground over and over again. And it's yeah.
0: not... 100%. I agree with that. And I would say that the, pro- the biggest issue with this movie is that its characters are completely cardboard. Like, there's nothing... <laughs> interesting about these characters yeah which is a it's shame. It's just like the main characters just has a really depressing life yeah it's a shame but you don't like you don't really it's just it's like so overly dramatically depressing that it's takes you out of it like you don't actually really relate to her just because it's like this is the worst thing that has ever happened to a lot of people and then let's just stack all of them on her and let's explain it through dialogue (laughs) when we're first introduced to her like i was like okay
1: so this character has a tragic backstory and this could be interesting you know i i can feel for a character like this but i agree it's just like it continually gets worse for her we just learn more and more about this like awful life she's led and just like no part of her life has been good <laughs> like at all
0: and she's she's just sad yeah she's just so it's sad like her all character the time. her characterization is just someone who's sad there's a, ba- a lot of bad things have happened to them and
1: i'm gonna be honest like i i was reading a lot of the contrary to this but i didn't think the acting was that good for her
0: oh like I, well I thought just the performances in general yeah not just in bad. general
1: but I was seeing like like you read reviews and people were praising Annabelle Wallace and I was like I, I mean no. I, maybe part maybe she's fine with the writing she was given but I it just it wasn't that great for me but yeah I agree um, no one was that good
0: and yeah I would just say that um I'm glad James Wan went for it. Like he just <laughs> he's like what is the most ridiculous thing I could do that is some is kind of a harkens back to my uh, horror roots. Yeah, it, it, and he does that and it's so different and its strengths are interesting and I don't want to say what the strengths of the movie are because I feel like that in of itself is a spoiler. But I will just say that <laughs> there was a point in this movie that I just became thoroughly entertained and i was like laughing and enjoying it and you're kind of supposed to and it works but does it make up for the rest of the movie that is just legitimately bad except for incredible cinematography that is sometimes like distracting it's way
1: too good for the movie i mean james it is. Wan, it's like james-
0: why it's like why is this really bad movie have this great <laughs> cinematography
1: yeah there's so many like cool shots and i mean james Wan is is known to be pretty innovative with how he films things um
0: it's very spielbergian i mean the this, the opening scene of this movie which is just terrible <laughs> yeah. i mean it's the acting is awful the dialogue <laughs> is horrible um, it is so like the dialogue of this movie is awful. It is it, just really bad, it, and the acting does not like. I mean, it doesn't matter how good of an actor you are; you're just not going to be able to sell these lines. But then the acting, just on top of it, was not compelling at all. The score is horrible. Oh I mean, yeah, you are saying <laughs> that. Oh
1: my god, I want to. I want to get into that because that. But uh,
0: can I, but I just want to say before we get into that, uh, which we can do right after this. But like the opening sequence is is very Spielbergian, just in the way it's made. I mean, it reminded yeah. me of the opening sequence of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. but just with terrible dialogue, a terrible score, <laughs> and terrible uh, acting. But outside of that, the camera, the editing is very very Spielbergian. So. so I've heard that
1: this movie is an homage to Italian Giallo films. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's like a, a certain like genre from like popular in the 70s and 80s of a, of a horror movie. Um, and so I, I absolutely hate the musical score in this. But apparently the, mus- the music might be an homage to how the scores in those movies are which doesn't change my opinion because then I'm like, well, then I just won't enjoy the scores for those movies if they're like if those are supposed to be horror movies and it's homaging that. I understand homages are fine and I was telling this to my my family. Homages are great. But I think there's a different there's a difference between an homage and a reference where for me an homage should be something that if you don't know anything about what a movie is homaging you should still be able to enjoy it on its own but then the movie is just enhanced by knowing more about yeah. what that's homaging meanwhile a reference is like something where it, you don't really get it unless you understand like what it's referencing and i've
0: to, never heard anyone say homaging <laughs> i don't paying know if that's a proper oma- word. paying homage paying, homi- paying homage yeah paying too. homage
1: um but anyway uh, this movie if even if it is an homage to those movies it doesn't work on its own because it's to me it just seems like a shitty movie and the score (laughs) reflects it like the the music score um it's it's so distractingly first of all it's loud it's not like tenant loud but it's still just like overbearing over orchestrated um constantly they'll have these like dramatic reveals or dramatic moments that are punctuated by just some of the worst dramatic music I've ever heard in a movie and it just completely distracts from any point the movie is trying to make (laughs) takes me out of the movie completely any like horror scene quote-unquote is just punctuated by music that doesn't fit the scene in my opinion um not that I think this... I think the, another problem with this movie is I don't think it's, like, scary or even really tries to be scary at all. It's... I I mean, not that I'm typically scared at horror movies, but it, this is, like, just embarrassingly bad at that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it really is trying to be... I mean, there's points that it is... I don't know, I guess, playing it up like it will be a horror movie, but I, I didn't think it was scary at all, certainly... I don't think this the movie in the marketing around it makes this film and the fir- first two-thirds of this film are a horror movie mm-hmm. but then the last third which is in my opinion clearly the best part of the movie is not a horror movie yeah um, so I I don't know but I don't know if that has as much impact if the first two-thirds of the movie is just a bad <laughs> horror movie so I don't, I don't know um yeah i just again i think the clear enjoyment of the first two thirds is just watching the camera movement and some of the creativity there and the lighting is just gorgeous i mean james wan i mean it, it's just beautiful it's picturesque it's you couldn't make some of these shots any better than they are but then it's just kind of so out of place because the movie is just so bad at that point and it doesn't matter how beautiful the shot is if I don't care about the characters at all, and if the acting's bad, and if the the writing's awful. Um, parts of the uh, parts yeah. of the first two acts felt like Saw.
1: If it was, if Saw didn't have like any charm or if, like, if it didn't have like. The things that the make that movie The compelling story. Yeah. The like compelling story. Because that, that movie, I mean, a lot of it is, a lot of the stuff in it is bad, but it just, like, me- like the, you got the story and, like, it's kind of like a perfect mix of things that otherwise maybe wouldn't work. And it, it, it has works.
0: a interesting premise yeah a great mystery and the plot actually like moves along I feel like the like you said the plot just treads water for this and then the same thing keeps happening over and over it's it felt like the scenes in in candyman from a couple weeks ago were just like you didn't need this scene in there it was just kind of be like oh here's the the killer thing killing you know it just I felt like there were a couple of those in this
1: and yeah I don't know it's i have to say i didn't find the mystery interesting either um i didn't either i i me and my dad i watched this with both my parents but me and my dad had like the entire movie figured out by like 15 20 minutes into the movie well yeah i i didn't
0: think it was that surprising of a of a shift in the movie but i, say, I but. guess
1: my problem with it then is the movie acts like it is it, the movie acts yeah. like it is just this big big reveal every like every single reveal I, I i i won't say which character but one character in the beginning of the movie is revealed to be adopted and <laughs> the, <laughs> it plays it so dramatic and we're like why do we care <laughs>
0: like who cares <laughs> about Part was so bad <laughs> i was just like yeah when it's like oh what a major twist i'm like who cares like and also i'd already figured it out like by the dialogue you just spoke within the last minute so
1: every yeah every it's a it's a mystery that isn't compelling and it's it's kind of predictable especially just i don't know everything about I don't know. I guess I won't talk about it until we get into spoilers. But
0: Yeah. There's just some things in this this movie. I, I My biggest problem is just the characters. I mean, it's just they're not interesting. They're not interesting. And then when you have bad dialogue and bad acting put on top of it, it just doesn't... Like, I just don't care what's That's happening. That's literally
1: just, like, the worst combination for a character. <laughs> like, And it's not even, like, the dialogue is, like, funny bad. It's just boring bad there's a couple yeah. lines i think like the opening scene has some like funny bad lines because it's just like who wrote this <laughs> but for the rest of the movie it's just like uh, stupid yeah it i wish i had written down some of the lines because i was definitely thinking about that during the movie that i should be taking some notes about that but i didn't
0: um, um. Yeah, I mean, do we have anything left to say here, or should we just dive into spoilers? Nah,
1: let's get into spoilers.
0: All right, Holden. Spoiler time.
1: Okay, spoilers for... Oh, wait, we didn't give (laughs) her rating.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, well, if anybody cares, I'm going to go... Oh, man, this is so hard. I will. Can I give two ratings? Can I give the first two acts a rating and then the third act a rating? And then I guess I'll just average them. Uh, I'm going to give the first two acts uh 2 out of 10 just because the cinematography is gorgeous. I'm going to give the last act an 8 out of 10. So overall, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10.
1: I don't think that that's not really an average though, because you're taking two well, thirds of the movie at two out. Of I, 10. But I'm
0: gonna say that I wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna remember the last third twice as much as I'm gonna remember the other two thirds. So
1: I'm given. There we I'm go. giving it a four out of ten.
0: Yeah. I, I liked.
1: I liked the third act, but I, that is really a and some of the cool cinematography.
0: I guess I should say. I, I think don't, you're being generous based on what you said.
1: Yeah, four out of ten. Yeah. I'm just sticking with that. Four out of ten. Now we're on to spoilers.
0: Well, we're... At, okay. I mean, I don't think I'm going to edit that. Nobody really... Okay. We're we're into spoilers, but I'm not changing when I'm editing things. Okay. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> I think people kind of got where we were at in the non-spoiler part. So if they missed it, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on. It's spoiler time. So just just go out and throw the biggest spoiler out there. Okay. I know it's your favorite pastime. <laughs>
1: So the reveal which 100 should be obvious by the title alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> the title is malignant like a tumor. The twist is that um that this killer is actually just attached to the main character's head. They were like conjoined twins who for some reason have psychic powers. That was never very clear as to what the
0: purpose of and that just was. super strength? Yeah. I don't know how the super strength works. I,
1: I guess that was another thing. Oh, I guess I kind of had to wait for spoilers for that. I didn't find the... Aside from the connection thing, like the visions, I didn't... And even then, I guess it, it's not really using a psychic power because it's just kind of like having two personalities in your head. I... I didn't find the purpose of her having these powers like interesting. They didn't use it in any meaningful way. It was just like, oh okay, she's she's got this thing on her. It was for like the opening scene. That was the only thing they did with it really.
0: The electric the electrics electricity stuff?
1: Yeah, or just like uh, yeah, I guess basically just the electricity stuff.
0: It which that was dumb I'm sorry that didn't add anything to the movie other than we need some lights to flicker and do some things to make it more Mm -hmm. horror like I guess
1: yeah that was basically all it did um but yeah I I just felt like that twist was obvious I actually for uh for a bit of the movie the part that I got wrong is I did think that it was removed off of her head and then it just like grew and that's why like when you saw it walking around that it was like weird and backwards and i was just like well if it's on the back of her head i guess maybe the logic is it would still grow backwards or something like that i was i was expecting the movie to pull something stupid like that and then i a little farther into the movie i did get that it was still attached well, like to her. when
0: the, when it was the hair was covering their face yeah and it was like i lo- the way it moved was really cool yeah. i was like wow that's kind of wonky why and i'm like oh it's back <laughs> it's backwards she's on her back i don't understand exactly how the visions part works but the whole like mind cell thing was cool yes yeah. i, guess. I well, mean it was i loved the parts where the visual effects were that changed the locations and shifted yeah it was awesome that part was really great and i i wanted i'm guessing on it. guessing it's all cgi
1: that gimmick was really cool and i just in it i mean i think it's more of a i mean it's definitely more of a plot point than like the electricity thing but i still also don't feel like it was used to its potential because they did it like she she had like two or three visions and then it just wasn't in the movie for a while and then it it's used at the end and for a movie that was kind of marketed around that like that's that was like the whole thing you see in the marketing like oh this is she's having these visions it's weird she can't move and everything it just felt like they didn't do it enough
0: i um i thought the visions was just the right amount but i kind of the way it was revealed that it was on the back of her head i think she, it's not like anybody found that out no, I guess the sister did find that out, mm-hmm. so never mind. But I just like how... <laughs> so the whole movie plays out where he, her hair covers her, the back, her face, mm-hmm. so you can't really see it. But then once it's revealed, the hair doesn't cover yeah. her face, so you can just see her head, <laughs> which was... It was hilarious to watch the action sequences where her head is just around and it's this thing fighting really weirdly because it's like backwards. But the action was incredible. Yeah, I it loved was awesome. The action of this movie.
1: It the action was very Aquaman. <laughs>
0: Is that, that's what it looks like in Aquaman. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, there's certainly a lot of Aquaman that's like CG battles and everything, which is kind of what you saw in the trailers, but there's a couple fight scenes in the movie of Aquaman where I'm like, okay, <laughs> James Wan tested it in Aquaman, and now he's using it here.
0: Just, um, It was great. Th- even that chase sequence with the one detective, I thought was really good, and that looked like it was out of Saw, but like... Mm-hmm. That, like new James Wan cinematography like with all this you know the haze you know or fog <laughs> like a foot off the ground you know just felt more straight out of, out of saw but I really enjoyed that chase sequence yeah and I'm glad he didn't die during that too um because I was like is he just gonna die now I'm like oh no he didn't that was actually kind of nice I he was probably my favorite character the one guy the two detectives probably were yeah, although well, the one woman detective's
1: acting was pretty bad, <laughs> she might have been yeah. the worst performance for me.
0: I don't know. I think the the boyfriend at the beginning was the worst.
1: Which is he's like he's the only, I guess I recognized Annabelle Wallace from like one or two other things, but he was the only one I actually recognized from anything else.
0: Or the sister? I don't know. They were all that's true. Not the sister great. was
1: pretty bad too.
0: But I mean the the writing was bad, so I I don't. I don't know what to do with that mm-hmm. but it was just like <laughs> coming from like the Conjuring Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2 which have like actually good characters and you have feel Apparently for them Insidious and you were rooting good. for them never and seen it. yeah to, to, to go from that to this my initial like when we were about right before the third act kicked in I was like Lee Winnell went on to upgrade And James Wan went to downgrade I guess <laughs> with this movie But when the third act happened I'm like well okay he he went for it And it it worked with the third act But it was an action movie and Not a horror movie I
1: think, I think what's Important for my ranking Especially is The action is good but I still think Most of the rest of the third act is still Bad
0: <laughs> like i thought it was so much fun though like i just had so much fun with it because it was so ridiculous like it was just so stupid that it was just fun to watch uh, i think that's really what he was go- i don't know i mean for. i don't know
1: i don't know i guess i was mostly just sold on the action bits because that's it's pretty over the top it's pretty fun i wish that was more present throughout the rest of the movie
0: um, just breaking people's arms yeah. <laughs> and their bones are sticking out and throwing people and it was just and then her it just I couldn't get over her face it was just it was like,
1: really funny, um, but I don't know a, a lot of the character stuff I I really <laughs> I really wanted her final line to uh, what's the thing's name that's uh, Gabriel Gabriel. I really wanted her final line to him to be "my body, my
0: choice." Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> and I actually thought that's what it was going to be because the final line she says to him is like very similar to that. I was like, "Oh, he didn't." I mean, it's probably best they didn't do that, but
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Um. Yeah, that was. One, one thing, I mean, this goes with other horror movies. Why are the villains always named after, like, biblical... Th- like, why are they biblical names?
0: Well, I it's guess always it's... always, like, a I, Gabriel
1: I, or an Isaac or something.
0: I get... Yeah, well, just a lot of things are biblical names in the English language, I guess. But, um... I guess now that you mentioned it, she calls him the devil. And Satan is a fallen devil, supposedly. So, Gabriel's, Satan like, is a fallen the, devil. the opposite fallen angel sorry <laughs> you know he could have fallen, fallen too i'm yeah. sure it's these slippery surfaces in hell Trip sure. on f-
1: tripped on some brimstone
0: where's this caution wet floor sign <laughs> i'm gonna throw you into the lake of fire i'm already in the lake of fire uh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, it was a good time. I had a good time in the third act. The first two acts were more boring, but I'm gonna remember it. It was very. It's not like I'm just gonna forget about this movie. It was quite memorable, so I'll give it that. I will say, uh, I was surprised that the sister went to that
1: in asylum and came out unscathed.
0: Just all by herself. Yeah, too. she just I'm went. Like,
1: it was like dark when she went in, and she was exploring, and then she's all of a sudden just she's left. I'm like oh okay. And,
0: and I love how nobody knows about it. <laughs> it's this big like
1: <laughs> fancy castle it 100% would be a tourist destination. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's a beautiful building.
0: <laughs> You're telling me that's not turned into a country club. <laughs> yeah. It was very like outlast too. Yeah but, uh, it was very outlast. When it leaned into the ridiculous nature of it like she goes in there alone and it's like oh the files are in the basement of course. Like, I'm like, this is what this movie should be. Just self-aware and and that. And I feel like the first two acts are not self-aware. And then the third act
1: is. The one... More so. The one lady who's really antagonizing her in the jail cell is Zoe Bell, who's a very famous stunt actress. But she is, like, one of the main characters in Death Proof, the Quentin Tarantino movie. And she's also... I think she plays the very brief appearance of the character of Kurt Russell's wife in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Huh. When Bru- okay. Brad
1: Pitt throws Bruce Lee cool. into the car and dents her car. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice little tidbit there yeah. from you, Holden. Anything else you gotta, you gotta say about Malignant?
1: Um, I don't think so. Uh, stupid movie. I'm disappointed by it. I... I mean, I don't dislike it as much as I dislike like Free Guy, but it's probably going to be on my worst of the list or worst of the year list at the end of the year.
0: You're gonna do one of those again, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't like <laughs> the first two acts are really bad. Um, but man, I had I'm gonna remember it. I had fun with it by the end. I think it was a worthwhile watch when it was all said and done. So, with that in with that being said, Holden. What are you doing?
1: What are you doing? What are
0: you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Well, Jimmy, uh this week um I watched I watched a few things. Uh let me double check. Uh I rewatched Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. Um that was I think the only one my mom hadn't seen and the
0: greater good,
1: the greater good. Yeah. Um, it was, and I had thought about it after I'm like, Oh, this is also the only one I haven't watched in the last year. So I guess I am um, am fully refreshed for Edgar Wright's newest film. Cause I have seen all of his movies within the last year. Um, nice. but yeah, hot fuzz, still awesome. Very, very funny movie. The editing in it is so good. Love it.
0: Uh, yeah i mean I, I like it. It's not my favorite movie, but it has its moments mm-hmm.
1: um what else did I watch uh oh, I watched a uh Miyazaki film, but it was okay. uh, it was Miyazaki's i think his only film he made before he was part of Ghibli before he founded Studio Ghibli. So it's a movie from 1978. It's called Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cal- Cagliostro. And it is... It's just... This movie, I... <laughs> it's a lot different from, like, Miyazaki's other Ghibli films, like Howl's Moving Castle and Cas- Castle in the Sky and those ones. Because there's no, like, themes of war or, like, or grief or anything. There's really no deeper themes to it. It's just a really fun action like heist movie. Uh, apparently the hmm. character of Lupin the third is a famous, uh, I think he's anime, maybe some manga as well. Um, but he's this kind of swashbuckler thief. Uh, apparently Indiana Jones is influenced a lot by this character. Really? A lot of these uh, kind of quippy adventurer characters owe a lot to this, this Japanese Uh, anime character but it's it was a lot of fun it's it's very funny um it's very the animation is fantastic this movie is from 79 but like all of uh, miyazaki's films the animation is just great it looks way more modern than it is um and i'm not too i mean i'm not too familiar with anime in general but i'm even less familiar with anime from that time but from what little i've seen like this is just like cream of the crop in terms of how anime would have looked at the time it's fantastic it's on Netflix it's it's his only film on Netflix because it's not Ghibli's, so HBO Max doesn't have the rights to it <laughs> so uh, but very good um, I will say if you end up watching it um, either watch the Japanese dub with subtitles or watch the English dub with no subtitles because the English dub with subtitles it like the subtitles are just directly taken from the Japanese, like sub, and so, so the words are the different. The words are different, and so it's just like okay. confusing. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and then the other movie I watched this week uh, I mentioned last week I watched Machete. I watched uh, Machete Kills, which is the sequel, which is significantly worse, <laughs> but it's still kind of funny. It's got. It's it's also just a star-studded cast. Mel Gibson, uh, very good person Mel Gibson, is the main villain in the movie. Um, Charlie Sheen plays the president.
0: <laughs> for
1: okay. It's an interesting movie. Um, Sounds like yeah, it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think uh, Machete 1... is I think it, that one's definitely worth a watch. Machete Kills is kind of bad, though. Um... And yeah, TV I've just been watching Venture Brothers. Watched the zombie episode of What If. Um it's pretty good. How was that? It was pretty good. Um it's not my favorite. It's probably out of the 5 episodes that are out. It's probably the third my third favorite. Um and yeah. Oh, I I think like over like a year and a half ago, I said I had been playing Doom Three. I fell off that, but I got back on it now. Um, I'm almost done playing Doom Three, which is the Doom game that's like the black sheep. Um, it was a reboot in 2004 that took more of a survival horror route, and it wasn't very fast paced. It's there's a lot of world building in it and stuff. It's it's very different from all the other Doom games, but it's still pretty good. I like it quite a bit. I've had that game since like 2015 on my Steam account. I just am now getting around to playing it. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me, Jimmy. What about you?
0: Nice. Yeah, I uh, let's see. I was I been I finished the story of God of War. Um, I was telling Holden before the podcast. I think I'm gonna go back and try to platinum it, uh, defeating the the Valkyries. I am playing it on the easy mode, so it's not as big of an accomplishment as other people. So it's uh with an asterisk, I, I guess. So I, that if I, I'll be either platinum a bit or, or close to by the time we do our next podcast. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, Emily and I have been watching a little bit more of love is blind. Oh <laughs> the kind of the epilogue episodes, the reunion episodes. So a lot of, a lot of tea to drink in those reunion episodes, as the kids say. So, uh, um, that's not what they say, no. they say, spill the tea. I guess yeah, so I don't, I've never heard what do you the do after I you drink. spill it, not what drink you, it. I guess you you don't wipe <laughs> it up, go get someone, go get a get bounty, some, yeah.
1: yeah, get some bounty.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. Those kids, um, some I've been kind of watching the 9/11 the new 9/11 thing on Netflix just in bed for like 10 minutes, but then I get tired and start falling asleep. But that was interesting, like the. I, the 30 minutes of it i've seen
1: i've heard the uh spike lee thing he made for hbo max is pretty good
0: was that nine eleven based
1: yeah nine eleven based i can't remember it's like epicenters or something like that it's i think it's a hmm. mini series he made for hbo max
0: interesting i'll have to check it out um and then i've i watched another i showed something in class that hbo made that was like for educators that follows these middle schoolers who, who visit the nine eleven site. It's a couple years old. It's good. I like it. It had a good discussion and it was, you know, the right amount for middle school. You know, mm-hmm. it's like this happened, kind of get into like, okay, these were terrorists. This is kind of the time frame of it. It's, they actually see the second plane, you know, go in and explode, but it's not like the phone calls that are live and then it's not the like actually on the plane stuff or the people jumping off the higher floors and some of the really, really emotionally taxing and stuff. So um, it's a it's a it's the next step from just like, hey, this happened to, hey, here's a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you, HBO, for having that completely free on the Internet for Educators. Um, otherwise, I think that's it. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but whatever it was, it could not have been that important. So... <laughs> Holden uh, you can take us home
1: Alright uh, next week we'll do a Gap week um, We do we're I think In two weeks we're gonna hit Swiss Army Man probably Since Dear Evan Hansen is Getting like really bad reviews and neither Of us care enough I might go see I, it Out of morbid curiosity but
0: uh, I Let's either say we'll do Swiss Army Man or The other option would be we do a Whole Matrix episode Mm, Which could be fun too. That could be. Yeah. We'll see. Since we since we'd have a gap week, we'd have two weeks to watch the three movies. So maybe we'll think about it.
1: We'll think about it. Um but anyway, yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's very busy right now, so I he asked if we could take a gap week. I'm like, yeah. All right. Mr. Teacher Man. Um but yeah, uh you can leave us requests by leaving us a five star review on iTunes. Leave it in the review there. Or you can uh, send us an email at tauntpodcast at gmail.com. Or yeah, you can donate to our Patreon. Uh, so, yeah, get us some requests.
0: Um, I think that's it, though, Jimmy. Sweet, Holden. Thank you for, for doing another episode with me. Yeah, of course. Two and a half years of this. We're still going. Two a,
1: we're still kicking.
0: Two and a half years. Yeah. All right. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Adios, pantalones.
1: Love you.